0: Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga.
1: Thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. So, last week I was at the World Economic Forum, and one of the sessions that I was hosting there was about education and artificial intelligence. And we were speaking to really smart ministers from the UAE and from Slovenia who have implemented a lot of tech into the education system. And one of the big takeaways from that session for me was the fact that they said learning is not limited to the classroom anymore. And the ways that we learn needs to substantially change because the way that we work has changed from the 50s, 60s and 70s, but our education system hasn't changed for a while. So joining me to speak about trends and what to think about when it comes to education, Sean Fuchs, the CEO and founder at Centennial Schools. Sean, thanks for your time on Hot Business this evening. When you look ahead to 2024, what do you think the education space
0: needs to look like? I want to start first uh, by saying we need to look backwards because our current education system was designed on the first industrial revolution. So when you have students sitting in class this week, they, you can go back two generations, so parents and grandparents, and what's happening in the class environment, in the school environment, the pedagogy, in other words, how we teach, has not changed. So that is literally the same. And the curriculum largely has not changed either. Mm-hmm. But the entire world, exactly as you said in your introduction, has changed completely. So even pre-COVID, uh, post-COVID, we have a completely new world in front of us. Yet our education has not changed one bit. So that's the biggest challenge in terms of what schools are facing at the moment, certainly education and that's a
1: massive challenge, Sean. That's not a, a one week, let's fix this one month for Sparad and we come back and we, and we can fix it. What implications does that have? And what can schools and educators do in the meantime
0: to deal with this quite big problem? So you, you're right. We, how do we change that? Because you need, first of all, you need a mindset that wants to change it and that's prepared to and prepared to change it quite quickly. And unfortunately, that's not happening. So, the founding of Centennial Schools was to address that. It might be in a slightly uh, m- micro aspect of our education system, but at least I think we're doing something that's going to that's going to empower our students and skill them. And and again, this is where our education system sits. That in, on Friday, Matrix got their results, and of course, the question is, what do they do with that matric certificate? They're not qualified to do anything. So what we do is we take technology at Centennial schools and we use that to accelerate not only the learning process, but to skill our students. And there are various factors that can be brought into the curriculum or extended in the curriculum. Things like our grade nines, for example, are being taught blockchain and crypto, opening wallets, trading, looking at the scams, looking at the pitfalls, what can I do with blockchain um, in a business model, for example? Um, our students in grade eight are taught entrepreneurship, where they work for an entire year running different businesses. And not only are they doing that practically through a gamified version, so again, using technology to accelerate it, but they also have the theory aspects behind it. So the more theory we give, the better they get at a business. We know that entrepreneurs are probably the lifeblood of this country in terms of not only generating revenue, but also generating employment. One of the biggest challenges that we have. So, But we're stuck with subjects like life orientation that is not skilling our students for anything, and the curriculum around that hasn't changed. So again, when we're looking at trends, they need to be relevant for 2022 and beyond, and using the technology to
1: accelerate that, yeah, Sean, how do you do that in a country like South Africa, where there is so much inequality? so if you were talking about you know people having to use technology, so many kids, even if they were able to have access to devices where they don't uh, live in areas that if they had devices, they're probably going to get stolen. Uh, we see that challenge in schools. Um, in certain areas where they will have this incredible computer lab in order to try and empower their students and people in the community or people from outside the community will, will break in. So how do you deal with with having to look forward but understanding that the context you're operating in some parts of the South Africa is very difficult?
0: It's a massive challenge. And it's something that I think has been compounded over the over the last three decades. So we sit where we are at the moment. The only thing I can say is we have to start somewhere. You know, it only took one Nelson Mandela, it only takes one Mahatma Gandhi, it only takes one Mother Teresa to change things. So if we can just start somewhere, where we're exposing some of our students to this, I do think there will be some momentum. And yes, where the other challenges that contribute to the socio-economic uh, uh, issues can be addressed on an uh, on an ongoing basis going forward i do think that we can we can have a positive impact on the yeah. educational sector
1: yeah so i'm going to go refer back to that panel uh, that i moderated because i there were so many insights that seemed quite obvious but i hadn't thought about uh, the one was that while you're teaching all this technical stuff you need to go back to basics when it comes to critical thinking and I think it was uh, the minister of Slovenia said that in order to have these things, you need to have critical thinking, because when you're interacting with technology, there's so many deep fakes that are going to come from AI. There's so much mis- and disinformation. So even if you're good at the one part of it, uh, you can maybe be led astray by fake news. We see that often uh, old and young people getting taken in by scams, getting taken in by stuff that's not real. Because maybe the critical thinking isn't there, so there needs to be really a focus on that. Even as we're talking about tech and the
0: use of it, spot on. You have to change the pedagogy, how we teach that methodology of teaching, in order to ensure that you bring in that you bring in critical thinking, you bring in problem solving, and you've got to bring that into your teaching. And you can do that within a uh, within the tech space. Uh, That's not a problem. Um, The other part of it is if you are going to change the pedagogy, you need to change the physical space of our schools. And that's a massive challenge because we've inherited these buildings. We have schools that are are over 100 years old, the private school industry. um, And if we're building new schools, we tend to build the same structure we built in the 20th century. So again, we took that at Centennial Schools and we, we change the campus layout. We have creative hubs with student boardrooms that students book. So when they're given activities where they need that critical thinking, where they have problem-based mm. activities that they've got to get into, they booking soft skills via uh, Outlook, booking, uh, creative hubs, cancel, reschedule. You're bringing in all the, the skill set to all the students. Uh, we have collaboration hubs where students can collaboratively have discussions that they're having these meetings where they are dealing with this problem that have been given them by their teacher and master And the students as the apprentice learner, the skill set that is going to empower them to be able to hopefully uh, separate the fake from the real and be able to critically analyse that information.
1: So, Sean, uh, the centennial schools sound amazing. Uh, it doesn't sound like uh, when I'm looking them up that there's a lot of them, right? Just give me give me a, an understanding of the imprint of your schools.
0: So we, so I, m- my own background is 34 years in education, and mm-hmm. uh, certainly post COVID was without a doubt the need to create something that becomes relevant for the fifth industrial revolution, 2024 and beyond. Opened in uh, 2022. Um, and we opened with a single campus in uh, Sunninghill in Johannesburg in Santon, and obviously we, we we've gone up five hundred percent in terms of growth over the last two years. With our third year starting now, so we're looking to open campuses at the moment in the Western Cape, two campuses there, uh, spread to KwaZulu Natal, and then a further footprint in Gauteng over the next of the next five six years.
1: Okay, and. And there's a thing that it, when it comes to where you take your child to school of trust, right? how are you going to earn parents' trust even though it sounds exciting? I'm um, even thinking, okay, maybe I'm going to look at this school for my daughter later on. How do you earn that trust um of a parent, especially when you compare it to the older, more traditional schools that people trust
0: because you know old school is good it's people don't like children we know that, and obviously we tend to go with what we know the our challenge is we're testing education, and your early adopters are the ones that are going to immediately trust because they understand there's a need. Remember, every teacher that we've employed at Centennial Schools has been handpicked. So we've got teachers with incredible experience. The school team is led by Ankurik Amedet, an incredible young, dynamic principal. And they do come for an interview. They see what's happening on the ground, and they get to experience the school Once they're on campus and uh, very few parents leave uh, without any idea of trust in the school.
1: Okay, Sean, thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Sean Fuchs, the CEO and founder at Centennial Schools, just speaking to us about education trends, the importance of tech, as well as, you know, thinking about the old things that we can carry with us, even as we're forging new methods of education. Really appreciate your time on Hot Business
0: this evening, Sean. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: All right. When we come back, we'll be taking a look at what's moving the markets locally and internationally with Makwe Masilala from Makwe Fund Managers. Oh, my English seems to be going there. Makwe Maslela from Makwe Fund Managers uh, standing by with our market report on the other side of this to stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027.
0: Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga.